What is up, my spicy taco meats? Welcome back to Brain Cola with me, Christian Jude. Today is the most specialist of days. Not only is it episode nine, which is one of my favorite numbers, today we have a guest. Yes, it is not just going to be this beautiful, lovely voice talking in your ear holes the whole time. I have my younger sister, friend, artist, genius, Maria is on the pod with us, Maria Hope. So we're going to be talking a lot about social media today because we both use it. We're active on social media, but we also have some very, I don't know, particular thoughts about it. We've expressed our opinions about it. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome to talk about with Maria on Brain Cola. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, But first, we have some some housekeeping, just like normal. We have some housekeeping. Um, My armpits are very sticky from sweat this morning. It is hot and it is humid. You could cut the air like pea soup. Um, But if you're listening on Monday, the, the day after when we're recording this, which is today, Sunday, happy National New Jersey Day, everybody. Maria, what's your favorite part about New Jersey? Joy, Joyzy, New Joyzy, the accent. I like the beaches. Uh, I've never been to New Jersey, so I have no idea. But it, it, listen, if you're listening from New Jersey, happy National New Jersey Day. But also, today is National Love is Kind Day. So celebrate today by being kind, showing love through being kind in New Jersey. It's a very specific thing, but that's what we're going to celebrate today. National Love is Kind Day, and love should be kind. If love if love is not kind, then love is mean, and that's not love. That's just being a, a bad person, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And then I have to mark this podcast as explicit. We're not going to do that. Um, also, cool ad. Here we go. Check this out. Are you a cosplayer out there? Have you been... Has your... Took us, been bummed out, sidelined on the bench because you cannot go to cons. I I'm pretty sad about that. I want to go to conventions. I want to cosplay, but the Superhero Alliance of Western New York at Super Oh boy, I forgot the tag at Superhero Alliance WNY is having a cosplay costume contest just so people who are cosplaying, have something awesome to do. There are two age groups, 16 to 20, and then 21 and up. Anybody can submit as long as it's family-friendly. It can be from any genre. I mean, we are, in the Superhero Alliance, we are uh, we dress up as uh, comic book heroes and villains, and we go to charity events and community events um, to help uh, raise awareness for those different causes, which is awesome. But we're doing a costume contest that will be judged. It's a $10 entry fee, but all of the money from the entry fees goes into the final award, which is the big overall winner. So if you want more information on that, go to at uh, Superhero Alliance WNY on Instagram. I will put a link in the show notes for the application, which also has all the information. Uh, Maria and I can relate on this because we both, well, I'm a cosplayer. You're a budding cosplayer. What cosplays do you have? I mean, started Zelda from Twilight Princess. Right, which looks freaking sick. Yeah, I can't wait to finish it. 
freaking sick. You have Anna, right? And you probably would do Quora yeah, eventually. But it would be just an awesome opportunity. And it's just a fun way to, uh, you know, still cosplay even though we can't go to conventions. So I just wanted to shout that out. Definitely check that out. Again, that's in the show notes. Um, so let's just let's just jump right into it. Hold on, before we do that, yes. I just want to say before, when you were explaining that, I like the pun where you said, did you took his thumb? Thank you. I did that unintentionally. Really? That was completely an accident. <laughs> and my brain works so fast. I'm like a quantum computer. I didn't even realize that I was making a pun. I was just in my head. See, outwardly, it came out as a pun. But in my head, I was thinking about butts. So I was like a Freudian slip thing. Like tuchus and bum was all other words for butts. Derriere. <laughs> you got to look it up to get the right one. Uh, what was the other one? There was a lot of good ones. We looked this up the other day. We were curious to find as many words for, like, other words for butt, for butts, for bums. Um, and, we, you know, we were thinking of ones like derriere, your tush, you know, like the traditional ones. But then there were some dank ones. Maria, can you share some of those? Because yeah, some of them were, like, they were, like, just made no sense. <laughs> You still use Safari? What is this, 2008? Uh, 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 the the dank ones are the ones that don't make any sense. You guys just have to take my word for it. We're, 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 Maria and I both have the type of humor where if there's something really stupid, we're going to laugh pretty hard at it. That's kind of our style of humor. Like if you look up, just like if you've seen a meme that makes no sense, that's the type of humor that we have. We'll talk more about that when we get into our discussion, but like we really need to share other words for dairy because you need to, frankly, we want to educate you. We want to expand your horizons as human beings. So we want to send you more vocabulary to use in your vernacular, your secular language. Okay, Maria. This still isn't the one that I found, but um, laughy pack. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have. Gluteus maximus. Well, that's that's like the scientific term for it, but yeah, like your yeah, because your glutes are your butt muscles, and then you have like a glute. You're the large. You have a couple muscles in your butt. Oh yeah, you didn't think you were gonna get an anatomy lesson today, guys, but you have you have a glute maximus, which is the largest muscle in your butt. Then you have a glute medius, which is toward the outside. That's what gives you like the heart shaped booty. There you go. All right. Oh, sweet. All right. So share with us what this is. Talk into the freaking microphone. Sorry. I, a lot of these I can't say because they're inappropriate. Mom jeans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yokes? Yo no, ooh, yes. Yo, my yokes are jiggling, boy. Um, dragon boat? <laughs> Dragon boating is like the best thing I've heard. That's awesome. Oh, give us one more good one. Lamb and slamming. Well, oh, bam and bam and slamming. Okay, bam and slamming. Okay. All right, we'll stop there because man bacon. Oh, because it's pork butt. 
Oh, that makes sense. All right. All right. So we did a thing. All right. Well, that was exciting. So now you have now you have way more words for butt instead of saying, hey, that's a nice butt. You could say that's a nice you got some nice man bacon. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, anyways, like I said in the beginning, we are talking about social media as a whole, and we're just going to do a super big deep dive. Whoa. See, I told you. I told you I hit my stand at least once every time I record. We're going to we're going to discuss all things social media. And what's unique about this conversation I'm having with Maria is that Maria, you are a Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And I am what I guess is being coined as a Zillennial because I fall in between the two generations. Like I'm I was born in 1995. My birthday's in two weeks, just saying. I'm special. Um, I was born in 95, so I fall at the very end, like the the literal cutoff year for millennials, which I think actually is 1995. Um, I'm pretty sure millennials are like, if you were born between 1980 and 1995, you're considered a millennial. And you were born in 2003, so you're considered a Gen Z. I mean, I don't think either of us really fully fall into those two demographics. Like, what what do you think about, like, what are, like, typical tropes of a Gen Z based on someone who is a Gen Z and has... I think, for me, it's just, like, I just think of teenagers, like, that are my age. So, like, TikTok. Yeah, I would agree. That's a very, that's a very Gen Z. We'll talk about TikTok. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, I think older generations tend to think that about any younger genera- generation, like the Gen Xers, which would be like our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I say our parents as if like I, you and I are not siblings, haven't lived in the same house for seventeen years. Um, the one thing that I, the 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 main calling card I hear of Gen Zers is that like they're completely apathetic. So by apathetic, I mean, is like they don't they don't care about a lot of stuff like they don't take a lot of things seriously because you said they find everything funny, like things that would normally be taken seriously. They make jokes out of that's a that's a very typical thing that I hear of Gen Z. Like for millennials, it's always we were kind of raised being told we were special. Um, We quote unquote, we're quote unquote lazy. We kill certain industries. Um, we want everything for free. Um, we're like snowflakes. We're social justice warriors, but I never found that to be so super true of myself. And I don't really consider you like a typical Gen Z person. You're just not like that. So, but regardless, we, we have that experience. And the biggest difference on this discussion is that I was brought up like I was my childhood was before social media. Like Facebook didn't come out. Like Facebook didn't become mainstream really until at least for me until like the late 2000, so like 20 2008 2010ish in that window. 
Because I remember I got my first Facebook when I was a sophomore. So that would have been 2011. But Facebook was like the grandfather of social media. And then like all the other ones came after that. You, the thing that's unique to you is that you, um, you were kind of brought up with social media. Um, so I think that experience is different. So like I, I've seen both sides of that coin, but you've been like bred into that. So I think that's an interesting discussion. So I just want to, the first thing I want to talk about is I think a lot of people think social media is like inherently bad. What are your thoughts on that? From being on social media for how many years have I been, like, I've never had an encounter like that. Like, it's kind of just, like, stereotyping social media. But I get the concern. But it's... Plus, like, our parents, they don't have social media. Right, so they kind right. Of just, like, think, like, people like them think that it's just bad, but... What? Like, right, no, I agree. I think... I think a lot of the fears that people have over social media are the same fears that people had over the internet itself. Because if you look at social media like pre-Facebook, when you had like chat rooms and like anybody could go in there and you could like pretend to be anybody. Like when I when I was I know when I was growing up and like the internet was like really coming into its own, there was all these fears about like you don't know who's online, you don't know, you know, you don't know any of this stuff. But a lot of that was based on how, the fact that in, the internet and social, like social applications and things like that, were totally unregulated. Like people could do and say whoever they were, and like get catfish and stuff like that. And it still happens. But I think a lot of that initial fear kind of permeated into the fears of social media. Because my feeling about social media is that morally, it's totally ambiguous. Like I don't think. I don't believe that social media is inherently good or bad. I think it's good or bad depending on how you use it. Um, for example, the way that you could internet bully somebody is bad because you can do it behind a mask. Like social media allows you to like kind of hide behind a mask. Um, but at the same time, social media is great for learning new ideas like, the, I've learned a ton from being on social media, just, like, about every topic. Politics, sociology, emo, emotional intelligence, emotional health. All that I've learned from social media. So I don't think it's inherently bad, and I don't think it's inherently good. I think it's all in how you use it. The problem is, is that you, we have to recognize, I guess, the patterns of the way people use social media now. And the things that are most prevalent with social media, and that's what I want to really get into. It's like, what are our annoyances about social media? Because there are there are a lot. My the biggest thing, my my takeaway of social media is that social media in itself is short form content. Okay, so separate from YouTube, YouTube is different because it's a video, and YouTube supports long form content. But Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, 
Snapchat, those all support short form content. Uh, like for Twitter, you you only get X amount of characters. You only get like 200 and some characters. Uh, Facebook, people do make really long posts on Facebook, but like no one reads the really long ones. No one's going to sit and read an essay on, on Facebook. Um, Snapchat, you take a picture and it's you put a caption and it goes away. Um, and Instagram is just all pictures, which human beings like easily digestible content. That's why Instagram is as, is as successful as it is. Um, therefore, I find that social media has caused like conversations and debates to be kind of reduced down to this like very me versus you, very black and white thing. It's very it's very challenging to find a good quality conversation about any issue on social media because it usually it's one person making a statement that's very short form and when you make a short form statement on a very complicated issue it it oversimplifies it so it's going to it's going to make people feel defensive because if because in order to make it short form where people read it you have to make it short and sweet and to the point which takes all the nuance out of it out of an idea, especially this is especially true with like social issues, political issues, religious issues, things like that. You're forced to make shorter statements, but the problem is is that most things are nuanced. So what these conversations typically devolve into is you saying, "Well, you this person had this very oversimplified perspective. You know that of that." an issue is not simple. So you say, oh, you're an idiot. And then wh- wh- where did we get? We literally got nowhere. And that's all over the place. Like Twitter is a cesspool of people calling other people idiots. And all social media has turned into is just people making sarcastic yeah. hot takes on things. Like that's that's all it is. There's no genuine wanting other people to know the truth. It's just full of sarcasm and oversimplified hot takes on things. That's my biggest, it, the no, thing I noticed the most about social media. Um, what is your, pers- what, it, what have you seen on social media that you feel is like very, very common? Um, I mean, like negative or in general? In general, like it's, if, is, if there was, is there something, is there a pattern on social media that you find kind of annoying? Oh, the, yeah, she's a gypsy soul. Wander, hashtag wanderlust. Well, I think that opens up the discussion of like what what is the ultimate point of social media? And I think I think 
I think Gen Z actually has this right because Gen Z accepts and they embrace the fact that social media is for getting it is because people want attention. Like when when social media was coming out, it was kind of like no one really acknowledged that. And people would post these long things about how they're feeling or whatever. And it was kind of in bad taste to say you're just seeking attention. Whereas I feel like younger people now kind of are just like, yeah, I'm taking this photo. I'm going to change it up to make me look better because I want attention. You know what I mean? I think that's largely what social media has been used for. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, for, for my Instagram, like my private one, it's, it, I, I like to show, instead of like, all, I mean, we do the couple photo shoots or whatever. Right. I like to show, like, the, my, not my life, but like, short things that I do, like, instead of doing just pictures of me all the time, it's like, oh, I did this one thing today, here, I want to show you it. Or, like, me playing ukulele and singing, or or for my, like, my art, um, my art, what is it called? What? Wow, all right, nice brain fart. Um, like, wow, I'm having a bad brain fart right now, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um. You're talking about art, like you want to post things that aren't necessarily like your face. Oh, yeah, and like, for like my art account, this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but um, one of the things that I do like about Instagram is that you can get, you can post like something and do all these hashtags and it, it'll reach random people mm, that mm-hmm. like, if you use hashtag artist, for example, it'll, it'll go to art, another artist's feed, and then you can get support from each other. Right. I do like that. Um, but. Well, I think that speaks to one of the good things about social media is that, and I guess it's a good, again, this, I think this is a, this might be like an ambiguous, a morally ambiguous point, but the fact that everybody has a platform now, whereas like before you had a platform, if you were a politician, you were a um, a celebrity, somebody famous, then you had a platform. But now, the regular, normal, grassroots, everyday people can have a platform to say whatever they want. So it's made, like I know for me, like as a music musician, you as an artist, um, it's made sharing our art a lot easier because you can, like you said, you can put it in front of more people so that, you know, especially by like tagging things, you put it more in front of more people which is awesome. It, it was a lot harder. We, we live in a time right now where it is the, the barrier for entry into an artistic field is very low. I'm not saying becoming renowned is easier because it's not, but the barrier for entry is so low because of social media. And I, and I think also because, you know, I feel like equipment, it's still expensive, but it's less expensive like you can buy you can you can make a pretty decent home studio like a bedroom studio for like 2000 bucks which is a lot of money up front but then you have it and i know like you have you use your ipad and procreate but in order to have a platform to share that it makes that so much easier like my my friend dylan made a replica of the stanley cup and he posted it and then like 
NBC Sports saw it and he got interviewed for NBC Sports because of social media. So he made those connections because of social media. But I, I, I don't know. I also feel that sometimes it's not good that everybody has a platform. Not that, not that I don't want people to speak their truth. Um, I think it's the fact, I think it's just the repercussions of so many opinions, you being assaulted with so many opinions at once that I think it can be overwhelming. And I think, I think that, and again, this is, this is how I think we circle back. I think because Gen Z has been born into social media, they've been born or you guys have been born into having so much information right in front of your face and so many different opinions. And a lot of times those opinions are counter opinions. Like one person will say this about this, but then someone else will say this. And then you might feel a third thing that I think what it leads to, and I felt this too, is, well, if if we don't have a common consensus on what's good or bad or what's true, then why even bother? So that's, remember, when I, you know, circling back, that's what I meant about how Gen Z is quote unquote apathetic. They just don't care. It's just a, it's just a joke because no one has any consensus because there's so many differing opinions that no one knows which one, nobody knows which one to like accept for themselves. And, and if you try to portray an opinion that other people don't like, they're just going to go after you for it. So I think that's one of the downsides of that too. But I also wonder if that's just the way the internet's supposed to be, like it self-regulates itself kind of thing. It's like the ultimate form of democracy is because like you can say basically almost whatever you want and you're, you know, if you get repercussion because of that, then so be it. But I don't know. It's interesting to see where, how social media has grown. For example, like Twitter, you could almost make an argument. I know you're not on Twitter, but you could almost make an argument that Twitter has become most people's source of news. Like not only does Twitter have its own like separate news section, like a news feed, but you can follow different news sources and you can see what's trending and seeing what people are talking about because that's how people are staying up to date with current events now because things happen so fast that when they happen, people can post about them immediately. But I also noticed, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, that trends, because of social media, things that trend or things that get big, they get big, they get, they get famous and they get big really, really fast. And then they die off really, really fast. Um, like, for example, like, inter- to use a very basic example, like internet memes, internet memes before, or like memes in general before, like, um, uh, if you want me to define what a meme is, a meme is just something that trends, that becomes a trend. Okay, so memes have been around for thousands and thousands of years. Now we just have internet memes. But memes, like a couple years ago, used to last like a month, maybe two. Now it feels like memes come and go in like two weeks. TikTok has been the, I think TikTok has been like the pioneer of that, where like you see things all at once, like super heavy handed, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Exactly. Like that came around for a week and then it was dead. Like trends happen so quickly now, um, it's hard to get things to stick. That's be- that's because Avatar ha- is is Avatar is bigger than social media. Uncle Iroh, Uncle Iroh's wisdom is bigger than 
anything out there right now, let's be honest. But I think one of the sad things is, is that when people try to convey serious topics and they get famous, they also die quicker. Like, uh, like certain social issues, they'll get really famous all of a sudden and all, all this awareness, you'll see it all over your feed. And then all of a sudden, like a few weeks later, it's like it never happened. Um, you have to live your life and then you also have to um, you have to do research on your own as well I mean I know this is a little bit off topic but like for you to really take those issues to heart you have to like engage with them the pro I think another problem too is that people people think reality is just what's on social media because that's the main way that we connect with people now. Um, one, you know, it's not, it's, it's really, really hard to travel all across the world in one lifetime, but it's super easy to read other people's opinions that live in India that are of a different race, that are of a different sexual orientation. It's so much easier to see that. And the people that talk the most are the people that have the strongest opinions and the people that have more mellow opinions typically don't post those on social media. So reality becomes this black and white us versus them thing. And like, that's not the way reality is. Reality, there's so much gray in reality. And there's so many more nuanced solutions to very complex problems. Like, it, life, reality is not a coin toss. You know, it's not just one or the other. Um, and again, this goes back to social media promotes black and white opinions, and it makes it very challenging to respond properly and with the correct level of nuance because it it encourages short form content like Vine. See, you didn't have Vine. I had Vine. Vine was six. Vine was for six seconds. That literally promoted you had to make content in six seconds. TikTok is a similar way. You can't go over a minute. A lot of people typically only do 15 second ones. So it promotes short opinions, very quick, hot takes. And I think that's a problem. I think that is one of the problems. I think we have to be more cognizant of the fact that issues are more complex and things are more complex. And there's a lot more nuance to issues than we realize. So. Mm. like post about it and like I saw um something for Prince Gameplays he he I don't know I don't I didn't really look too much into it but people were like commenting on his on his stuff saying like why aren't you doing stuff like you're this big platform you should be using it and it's like I, I don't think that's very fair I mean like you, you can't force people to like want to post it right I think people I do. I, I definitely agree. Um, I think, like you said, I think people expect you because you have a platform to use it in a in a one particular way. The problem, is, the thing is that like your platform is your 
it's yours. It's nobody else's. You you use it how you want to, as long as you're not breaking the law, basically. Um, and people also don't understand that what my platform, like let's say this podcast, this podcast is not, it's a part of me. I reflect some of my ideas here, but I, as a person, I don't lay every single aspect of my life out on social media. I mean, some people I think do. I definitely don't. Um, so I think as the casual viewer and consumer of social media, we think that a person, what they post is entirely them. Like, if you want to get a whole entire picture of a person, go to their Instagram feed, basically. But, like, that's terrible because, again, human beings are so much more complicated than we give them credit for. Like, we, I think to the human mind, we want people and we want things to be black and white because they're easier. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier to say, oh, this is bad and this is good versus saying, well, this part of this is bad. This part of this we can discuss. Part of this could be good. Yes. And and again, social media does not, it doesn't promote actual debate and conversation. It promotes quick takes with quick responses. And all that does is devolve into you're an idiot, you're stupid. Right. And again, I think that's another negative side of social media is the comparison side because you see this picture and you think, oh, that's reality, but that picture has been doctored. There's filters on it to make it look better. And then the one phrase that I love is that, you know, don't, don't compare somebody else's highlight reel to your raw footage. You know what I mean? I, lo I loved hearing that. Like, and I, as someone who likes bodybuilding, um, like whenever I see those pictures of like these absolutely yoked, shredded dudes, I know because I've been in the industry for four years and I've done this and I've gone through this whole mess with how I look, I know that, oh, they, they're probably starving be because you don't have that level of shreddedness without being in a, a, an extreme caloric deficit. They're, the lighting is perfect and there was probably edits. So, and they're probably sucking it in to get those abs. So don't compare your your raw footage, so to speak, what's actually real to somebody else's like final product once all the editing and the filters have been thrown on. Uh, that makes it really tough too. And I, and I think that's exactly what you said is like it makes you it makes you feel worse like, oh, why don't I not have as strong of an opinion on this as this person? It's like, that's okay that you may not have a, a super strong opinion on that one thing. You may be more passionate about something else. But there's a lot of like guilt tripping that happens on social media. But um, so there's uh, ultimately, I think social media is ambiguous. I, I think it can be used for good and bad. I think, I think for making funny jokes and like sharing funny things and talking about sports and like, I think it's great. Do hot takes. It's funny. It's not that serious. But when you're talking about huge issues, like philosophical issues, human rights, those are, those really should be relegated to like conversations, like talk to somebody um, call them on the phone, um, meet with them in person, have those discussions because it just, social media just does not promote those things. Well, it's, it's just causing more tribalism, which is a whole other conversation. But so that was a long conversation on social media. That was good. Thank you for all those perspectives. So now we've gotten to the point of the show 
where we talk about things I like and things I don't. Things I like, things I don't like. But we're gonna do we're gonna do it a little bit differently today. Maria is going to tell me something she likes, and then I'm going to say something that I don't like. So Maria, what is something you like? Something I like are baths. Mm. <laughs> tell me about baths. Story time. Yeah. So the other day, I was just like, I was, I, I, I don't know if I felt lethargic or whatever. I just didn't feel great. So I was like, I haven't taken a bath in a very long time. Not to be confused with, she didn't bathe yeah. in a long time. I haven't taken a bath physically took a bath. a bath. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was like, I want to make it like a meditation bath. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we have these like this coconut bath salt. So I sprinkled that in there. I tried to do a bubble bath, but it didn't work. Um, and then I have these the jasmine wax melts. And I put Ooh, that foreshadowing <laughs> today. Wow. Um, and then I, uh, and I turned off the lights, and it was dark. And I just, like, relaxed. I feel like, what are those things that you go in, and it's like you're in the water, and they shut you, they lock you in? Oh, 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 the sensory deprivation yeah, tanks? I want to I want to find one of those so bad but like to do it to do it it's so apparently it's super expensive to do but I would love to do that because like that's where people like have visions and stuff is when they oh you had a meltdown doing a guided meditation the one night <laughs> so that might be a little overwhelming to go in a sensory deprivation tank but uh, It's very zen. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. You know what? That's how you, like... Well, and and I hear you out there. You're saying, oh, baths don't get you as clean because you're bathing in your own dirty water. I don't care. I don't even care. Showers are annoying. They make annoying sounds. They're very... They're Yeah, you have to stand. I've been standing all day. I want to lay down. And you're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate that. So take baths and stuff. Yeah, baths, are, I have to admit, like, and I've done, like, the same thing where I'll put on, like, meditation music or, like, piano sounds or, like, slack key guitar, which is, like, my favorite kind of music, one of my favorite kinds of music to listen to. And you just zone out and you just, like, let all of the stress just leave your body. Like, showers are, like, oh, I gotta get ready for work. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, ba- yeah, baths I like. Yeah. Maria, you want to know what I don't like? Flossing! Flossing is the freaking gosh dang worst thing ever. It is so annoying to do. And I know, I know it's a part of dental hygiene. I have friends that are dental hygienists. You know who you are out there. I know the importance of flossing. I'm not saying I don't floss. I'm saying that I would rather cut off my own... You know, strike that. I would rather take a guitar string, slide it under my fingernail, and pull it, thus pulling my fingernail off. That's what I would rather do than floss. I just got so angry that my mic was clipping. That's how passionate I am about this. Every single time I floss, I bleed. It is like the parting of the Red Sea. 
and I floss every day. And and and, and listen, I do what the dentist tells me. I do what they say. Smear toothpaste on your gums and then floss. It's like I do that. I do that. Guess what? Pool of Bethesda in my mouth. It's like World War One all up in my face. And then it's like, oh, make sure you wrap around each individual. I do. I do that. And every time it's like, you, you have a, what was the one thing that, oh, I forgot what it what it's called. You have a gum pocket. I'm sorry. Sorry. No matter how much I floss, I always get a terrible review. So it's flossing's fault. Yeah, I floss better. I'm sitting here forcing thread into my soft pink flesh, and they're just like, oh, here we go. Am I doing something wrong? Am I flossing too much? Do I need to be more aggressive? I don't know. I do everything right. I br I brush twice a day. I floss every day, and, and I still go, and it's like, well, you have 50 cavities. It's like... Rip my teeth out and give me fake ones because I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with this. I don't care anymore. Yeah. And, and, it when you wrap it around your fingers, it never, like, you never can flick it off your fingers. Oh, you know what I hate about that? You know what, it feels like you're cutting off your circulation. Yes. Tight. And then it's like, and then you have all your, all saliva on your fingers. Yeah, and blood. And, and then, and then you're like, oh, but... But Christian, why don't you use the little flossing sticks? It's like, oh, sorry, the dentist told me that, that they don't work as well. You've got to do the OG old-fashioned, go get some fishing line like you're a fish and sh shove it in between your pearly whites. It's like you can't win with flossing. And then when you're done flossing, you're like, oh, it's finally over. And then you go to throw it out, and then it gets sucked in the trash. Yes. Maybe that, that might be unique to us, but it happens. <laughs> There's like nothing convenient about flossing. Yeah. The only thing that's like convenient about flossing is that it is that it well sh right. The only thing convenient about flossing is that it helps prevent cavities, which are the ultimate inconvenience. But like the process of flossing is so just the worst. Like brushing your teeth, easy, couple minutes. It doesn't hurt. I don't feel like I want to punch a, a ferret in the face. After I've brushed my teeth. But when I floss, I want to, like, take a gourd, like a seasonal gourd, and dig my thumbs into its eyes. That's what I want to do when I'm done flossing. Can you sense how frustrated I am? This is going to be very fun to edit because I'm going to have to turn the gain all the way down because I am just too passionate. <sighs> so, I don't like flossing. Well, now we've gotten to the end of the episode, but we don't like to end the episode without a wreck of the week. Wreck of the week. And we have a joint wreck of the week. So the wreck of the week is using wax melts over candles. Listen, listen, I understand you like your candles from Bath and Body Works, Yankee Candles. Maria and I, every time we go to the mall, we go into Yankee Candle and smell all the candles. Um... The one that I think has always eluded us is the chocolate cake one because it smells like legit, like a chocolate cake. Oh yeah, the, oh, that was a quick story about that. So a Yankee candle, you can you can like personalize a candle and you can put whatever label you want on it, and they put like somebody 
did like an example of like a baby shower gift. So they put like baby John as the title of the as the title of the candle and they put a picture of him. So I was like, what does a baby scented candle smell like? I don't I don't know. Is it baby powder? Is it made with is baby powder made with real babies? I don't know. But anyways, instead of using candles, which can burn your house down, use wax melts, which are basically like cubes of wax. I mean, you probably know what wax melts are, but we recommend using them over um, candles. They're cheap. They're significantly cheaper. They're safer because you just get a little wax melter and if you can get an electric one, then you don't have to worry about any flames. And it's a lot easier to change the scents. Um, cause like with a candle, it's like you have this giant candle and you have to burn it forever. Whereas the wax melts, you could like break them off and then you burn them as you want. So my favorite scent is sandalwood. It just reminds me of the beach. It reminds me of summer. It's traditionally, oh my gosh. It's traditionally used for like therapy and sandalwood just has like, it's like this woody beachy. And I know I talked about how I don't like the beach, but like, I like the beach aesthetic. Like that's fine. And it's just my favorite, it's my favorite, favorite smell. What about you, Maria? I mean, at first, it was peppermint. I, I, while, I do love some peppermint. For a while, I love peppermint. But now, I was like, I can't do it. I, I would burn it or melt it for, like, hours. Yeah. And then I would burn it peppermint. Yeah. So, it was like you're in Chris Kringle's butt. Yeah. <laughs> right in his Laffy Taffy. <laughs> right in his yolks. <laughs> right in his yolks. <laughs> right in his man bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, um, but then I was like, I want to do a different scent. So I asked you, and you said, Jasmine. I was mm. like, Uncle Iroh. Mm, full circle. Okay. Full circle. Yeah, so I got it. Now that's like my new favorite. I like, at night, at night is when I usually um, melt it because it's like, it, it's dark, it's like peaceful. Yes, it's very, it's, it's, it's a very. It's a very warm floral smell. The way that I kind of describe jasmine is that it's like a better smelling lavender. I know some people like hate lavender smell because it smells like old lady perfume. Jasmine has a much warmer kind of cozy smell to it. But yeah, no jasmine wax melts I definitely recommend. So so everybody, thank you so much for listening to Brain Cola this week. Make sure to follow me on all those socials um, at christian.jude.h on TikTok and Instagram at christianjudeh, no dots, on Twitter, um, uh, Brain Cola, at Brain Cola Pod on Facebook. You can leave me a review there or on the Apple Store. Um, check out the Lowlands EP, which is on SoundCloud. And Maria, what about your soul? You have a lot of like a bajillion projects. What about your some of your socials? We'll put it in the show notes so that you see. Wow. So you do a lot of stuff, basically. We'll, we'll put all those in the show notes. Check out her stuff. She does an amazing job. She works very hard. I know. I know. I'm such a great big brother. Anyways, see you guys next week.